are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Spurs is going to be broken up in two parts. There was a lot to say about the Spurs in the last nine home games. Uh, me and the guests went a little bit overtime, so instead of you sitting through over an hour-long podcast, this will be part one of a two-part discussion recapping the Spurs going 2-7 and seven in their nine-game homestand. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. Glad to have you back. I don't know if you're happy to come back to talk about your San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs finished up a nine-game homestand. Yay, they were supposed to come out and pad their W column. Didn't really happen at all. They Losses after losses. They won two, so there's something there. They go two and seven. But now they're going to face perhaps their toughest segment of their season schedule, let alone their second half schedule we're going to be discussing what went wrong is there anything that went right for the spurs in the last nine games at home and uh, any finger pointing etc cetera, etc cetera. do that joined by casey Vieira, san antonio sports reporter as well as a member him and his wife of the Vieira's and sa youtube show make sure you check that out asap uh casey let's just say before we i hit record well no, when i hit record the first oh, words out of your mouth were they suck Casey, first of all, thank you for, suck, ha- yeah, thank you for hopping on. Right thank you for hopping on, though. I really appreciate that. But yeah, you're fired up. You you have some things to say. So they go two and seven. They win against the Bulls. They beat the with the, the Kings. That's right, right? Did they beat the Kings? Yeah. Yeah, they, beat, they split with split with the Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Split, split, yeah. Everything's such a blur now. The the rate the second good half times, good going. times with these guys are few yeah. and far between right now. Exactly, and. um they they got embarrassed in a couple of games. The last game against Cle- Cleveland, the worst offensive team in the league, decides to go uh, what what early two thousand mid two thousands uh, Warriors on them and just light them up. Um, Casey, looking um, like LeBron and, and Kyrie are still there. Uh, look, we'll get to some numbers in a bit, but what does the eye test say? What what is going on with this team? What happened in what was supposed to be a quote unquote easy? segment of their second half season what's the eye test (laughs) like the eye test is that this is not a good basketball team this is a basketball team yeah i mean this is a basketball team by their head coach's own admission is to use his words fried it's a basketball team that's that's just been sloppy it's a basketball team that doesn't appear to have an identity right now they're just bad they're just a bad basketball team right now and the thing that troubles me with it is that it's not just what what this season has become so much about is youth versus veterans play demar trade demar what's player x young guy x y and z's potential right that's been that's been the whole Mm -hmm. thing this entire season well over the past nine games it hasn't been anyone's fault in particular it's been everyone's fault because they've been terrible for every time someone says, oh, we'll blame DeMar for his his struggling on the defensive end. Well, what are you supposed to do when Derek White and DeJounte, well, not last night, but but D- Derek White and, and and anyone else defending that backcourt are giving up 58 points to Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. 
Yeah. It, it, it's just a collective amount of just bad basketball right now. And, and I think a lot of it kind of comes at a terrible time from the standpoint was, was that we were all, we were all pretty fired up or at least put me in a, a contingent of Spurs, um, I guess, fans, so to speak, uh, of people who were like, what the hell are you doing at the trade deadline? Yeah. or not doing at the trade deadline. Uh, let's kind of find some kind of identity here. And how do they respond? They, they, after the deadline, what'd they go? Two and seven, mm-hmm. two and eight. Either yeah, way, was, they lost. Either they, way, they, they, they lost a lot. Yeah. 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 I guess, I guess it'd be two and five. It's two games. Either way, either way, they're not playing good. And, 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 and right now, man, I just don't know what the answer is. And, and for the first time, I think, and, and, in recent memory when it comes to the Spurs, I don't think there's a sense of direction. And honestly, I'm not sure they know neither. They what's, what's, I'm not sure. Yeah. And what's, uh, I want to say it's funny, but uh, at this point you got to find some humor in everything, you know, for me, you know, who's covering the uh, games, you know, remotely because of the pandemic and, you know, watching this team, and, you know, I, I feel like I'm not there to maybe hear things in the, in the locker room, maybe see their vibe, you know, right. but collectively they look just defeated. That's what it feels like. They're just defeated. Now that could just be fatigue because this is a schedule. And Popovich did say he doesn't want to use excuses, but that he says the schedule is a fact. That isn't it. That is an excuse. You know why that's an well, excuse? You're himself too. Team. He said it. He said it himself. He said it's not a fact. It's not an excuse, but it's a factor. So, um, because every, you, what word do you want to use? Team, yeah, but the thing is, man, is every team is, is in this condensed schedule right now. And always feeling sorry I mean, for them as well. I, I know. I mean, I know I yeah. know they're on the back to back, you know, one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off. They're not traveling to do this. They're home. They're in their backyard. Yeah. If if they were doing one on, one off, and one night in Chicago, and the next night in Memphis, then to Miami, and then back out west. Okay. But they're going to work, they're going through it, and, and relatively speaking, but they don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. And, and it's been that way for what, three weeks? It really has been. It, 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 it's yeah. been rough. It's been really rough in the last few games for San Antonio. How rough is it? Well, let's look at some numbers here. Uh, we all know they have finished two and seven in the last nine games. That puts them at the bottom of the league as far as records are concerned. A winning percentage of 22%. That lumps them with teams like the Bulls, the Rockets, the Wizards, and the Warriors. You want to dig deeper? Well, maybe you don't, but we have to. The numbers show that the, the defense is just slipping. I mean, you don't have to look at numbers. You can just look at it for yourself. But if you want to dig into it, here we go. Uh, you give up 125 to Cleveland. We mentioned that. You know, the worst offensive team in the league. 139 points in a double OT. Uh, no, sorry, an OT game versus uh, Indiana. You know, you can't contain Trey Young at all. And he goes off. And what happened to these defenders that the Spurs had? You know, Derek White, your, your DeJounte Murray, they they were playing that game and they were nowhere to be found. And I, I get it. T. Young, he's, he's, he's a handful no matter what team he's playing against. But you think they somewhat contain him. Their defense has really started for that. Their defense has really has slipped. You look at how they started out really well. Uh, they were among league leaders. And technically, they still are. They still are one of the better teams defensively. But they, I, I, how much space do you want to give three point uh, shooters, Casey? I mean, do you just want to give them like uh, an entire football field? Because that's what it looks like sometimes. They can't mm-hmm. close out on three point shooters. They can't run them off the line. Uh, you see that time and time again. You saw it against the Cavs. The Cavs were just knocking down threes. Run them off the line. It's not that hard. But 
you know, it is what it is. Now, look, Casey, again, we're, you know, we got to look at what could be ailing them. We mentioned the schedule, you know, it is a factor, but like you said, it shouldn't have been a factor in this nine game homestand because they were home. But what about health? The health of the team has been erratic this season from the COVID week to players lingering with COVID. Do you think that is an issue? You think maybe some of these guys are still having that ripple effect from getting the virus? Yeah. And I think that's the biggest defense for them right now uh, for as, as critical as I have been and as critical as I'm, I'm about to be as smart as this pod is about to continue. I think it is. Uh, and, and I think it, I, all you have to just look at the way they played since they came back, all those guys came back from the COVID, the COVID situation scenario, however, whatever you want to call it. And they haven't been the same. Derek White noticeably hasn't been the same. Keldon Johnson has seemed essentially figured out at this point, uh, whether you want to say that was COVID or whether you want to say that was inevitable because he's essentially a red shirt rookie. You know, that's another aspect of it. Uh, now, how much of that is a direct correlation to it? I don't know. Is that part of the reason the guys look fried? I'm not sure neither. But then on the other side of that spectrum, the other side of that argument, if these guys are still struggling, they're still gassed, they're, they're winded with the after effects of it, why are they even on the floor? Right. You know what I mean? Why are they, they even on the floor if, if they're still right? If, if they're still feeling the symptoms, the side effects, they shouldn't even be on the floor right now. Because clearly it's been a detriment. How are how is this team getting any better with it? You know. Yeah, they they really haven't been looking the same post their COVID um, issues. Now, fine, it is what it is. Like the Spurs are not immune to that. You know, other teams and other players have openly admitted that yeah, that there is some after effects from the virus. But if there isn't, you know, if they can't rely on that, then there's just the state of the team as far as the health is concerned outside of the virus. You have Lonnie Walker, who's currently out. I know there's a, there's a lot of chatter out there that, you know, correlating the recent losing streaks or losses, I should say, to him being out. But I ask you, Casey, is he really that big of a factor? You know, do you think he gets San Antonio more than two wins in this nine-game homestand? This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Now, you've got to download the Locker Room app like right now. It's the perfect place to start or even join a conversation about the league, the NBA, your Spurs. You'll find fans just like you on the Locker Room app. Uh, and They're also there for watch parties, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. You can find Locked On hosts from across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Hopefully, Locked On Spurs will be on the app soon. So get started right now, and I'll meet you there as soon as possible. So go download the free Locker Room app, currently unavailable on all iOS devices. Make sure to create a profile, You know, join the NFL, MLB group, whatever uh, group is out there, and that's your fan base, then join them right now. You'll find tons of credible or incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once Locked On Spurs is live. So download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for all the auto and body parts you need from hundreds of manufacturers for your daily driver or your classic car. You get everything you need in a few easy clicks and it's delivered directly to your door. 
That catalog at rockauto.com is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brand specifications that you prefer, and those prices are always going to be reliably low. Same for you and do-it-yourselfers, professionals, the list goes on and on. So don't go spending up to twice as much for the same part. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. You get an amazing selection. You always get reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. No, I, I mean, uh, if anything, it's it's a defense for the Lonnie, you know, for the pro Lonnie, uh, I guess, fan base, if you will. But it's not the difference, right? It's not the difference in them going 500, comparatively speaking, right. to them going two and seven. Having an extra body would help. Uh, certainly, certainly that's for sure. And a couple of these games where the offense did go stagnant, where Patty went stagnant and, and Rudy Gay went stagnant, just to give you another option, another wing threat, would have, wouldn't help. But Lonnie Walker's absence isn't the difference on this team. It, it's not. It's yeah. not. Um, it may, maybe one can make the case is that his absence, his essentially prolonged absence, which this has been, uh, is more detrimental than positive. I think that's a big argument that's mm-hmm. coming out of it. Uh, but in terms of, of totally changing the narrative of the last three weeks, no, I don't. I don't think so. No. Yeah. In, in a league where uh, three points are necessary and almost vital, just survive a season, let alone a game. In the last nine games at home, the Spurs dropped to 28th in the league. 28th in the league at three-point makes at 9.3. Popovich finally let go of that you know, chain he had on his team, like do not take threes. Remember that though? He hates threes. Remember that speech one time he gave. Oh yeah. Now he's letting them unleash and it really hasn't panned out. in the last nine games, 9.3 makes again, that's near the bottom. They're averaging Mm -hmm. about 27% shooting from three. That's not good. I'm sorry. They're taking about 27 and a uh, and a half, uh, three point shots a game. Now, that's a lot. You think that's a lot of three-point shots. No. That actually puts him at 29th in the league right now. I was going to say, we're in a world yeah. where the norm is, what, 40? The, yeah, the norm right now should be like what, 35 on up, if I'm being 35. generous. There. Okay. About 35 okay. on up. It's, so, they're, so they're not making their threes. They're not attempting the enough you, you have the You have the league leader right now? Yeah, the league leader right now. Well, at least in the last nine games. I'm looking at that oh, oh, focus okay. right now. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but either way, they, they need, but either to, way, they yeah. need more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at just Utah. You know, they're in the last nine games, they've been uh, averaging about 44%. I'm sorry, 44 attempts, excuse me. And they're making about 17 of those. So you see, you know, and that, and that in the last nine games for Utah, they have uh, an eight and one record. You look at um, the Mavs. They're seven and two in the last nine, and they're taking about thirty-eight. So you you see what's going on here now. Outside of Patty Mills, do they really have? I mean, you saw Derek White; he had that one game where he was just unconscious from three. But I really don't see a consistent three-point threat out there outside of Mills. I don't see no. that. Maybe Vassell. Maybe that's um, not again. That's not but, someone yeah. who can let shoot. Yeah, eight, yeah. eight, eight threes a night. Right. Small so, doses. Yeah. So offensively, you know, you're seeing things that they should be doing more often three point shots. They're not doing that right now. Now, what gets me too is this, is that the Spurs remember that like, they were like among league leaders in uh, offensive rebounds for like, uh, yeah. you know, in, the, in their nine game homestand, they dropped to 24th 
at 8.9 offensive rebounds per game. So they're not getting themselves second chance opportunities as frequently as they used to early in the season. It's just a bad mix right now. And mm-hmm. you have Pop saying their team is fried. You had DeMar DeRozan after the loss to Cleveland saying that, you know, they haven't had a roster intact. Uh, how much is this affecting them mentally? More L's and W's right now. Oh, I think it's, I think, I think it's affecting them. I, I think it's getting to them. Uh, you left out the DeJounte thing twice, right, yep. twice being snippy with the media, one calling out fans, the other time being asked what, well, which game was it where he had 21 in the first half, two in the second half. And he basically implied that it was a game plan thing. He didn't get enough touches. It's getting to him. It's getting to him more so than, than any other time in recent memory. And uh, I, I, I think I, I've, when, it, when, when it comes to something like this, I, I do this. I mean, you know, you know, I'm a Nick fan. Yes, so yeah. yes, that's been well-documented that I'm a Nick fan. But one thing I look out for when they struggle and those nights where they look really freaking terrible and things aren't going their way. I look to see what Clyde Frazier says, because for as, as the, the color, color analyst for the Knicks, because for as much as he's, you know, gimmicky with his, you know, with his punt, his rhymes and his punchlines and all his quips like that, he's equally critical when he needs to be. And in the Spurs scenario, there haven't been many cases over the past 20 years where, where someone is like really critical, noticeably critical. You know what I mean? Because the post-game show, Renner and Bonner, they're kind of homers. They're kind of glass half full guys. Sean Elliott the same way a little bit, not to the extent as the post-game guys. They're trying to put a positive spin on it. Sean Elliott, I've, I've discovered through this, through this homestand really more so in particular and I feel, I feel okay saying this because I'm going off what he's saying. And I don't know what the implication is directly, but he made a comment. I think it was the, the, the Pacers game the other day where he consistently was referencing game plan, knowing your personnel, knowing your film. Uh, it's a prep thing. Post game, it gets to Bonner and Bonner says, yeah, it's a lack of knowing your personnel, prep, that kind of stuff. So when I'm watching this, I'm saying, okay, who's who's to blame? Who's to blame for that? Are you blaming the young guys for not knowing their stuff, or are you blaming the coaching staff for not equipping them with the right tools to essentially know said stuff? It's 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 like you have a kid who who comes back and he gets a uh, you know a lousy grade in social studies or whatever. Well, in all likelihood, you're probably going to blame the kid but there's a chance that the teacher's not setting them up to succeed. So is that the case right now? It seems taboo that we're saying this, but when, when it's coming out of guys who are, have been around the franchise for 30 years, well, more so Elliot the Bonner, but well-established guys who know the Spurs, Spurs organization, that's what raises red flags for me when I hear and, that, and- when I hear it come out of their mouth. And so that's why I'm like, oh, shoot. So maybe this is something bigger. You know, maybe this is well, something bigger. Well, here's the thing too. Um, I thought I heard things at first when I heard Sean Elliott say teams are now coming in to fix their woes. Mm-hmm. I, and, and that's, that's, that's Sean mm-hmm. Elliott saying it, Yeah, you know, and you know, Darius Garland twice, he set his career high in points scored in the game against the Spurs. First time right. the meeting that earlier this season. And then of course, recently against Cleveland, against the Spurs in San Antonio. Yeah. So that's not good. And look, I'm, I'm trying not to bash the Spurs, you know, um, too bad, you know, not trying to be hypercritical, but these things need to be highlighted because right. 
does pop need to have uh, a heart to heart with the team and say, look, we got to shuffle the lineup. This ain't working. Hey, if y'all guys are fried, if you're tired and it is simply just the schedule, Hey, I get it. You know, y'all guys are playing every other day, but Hey, DeJounte, Derek, y'all want to take the night off? We're going to let Luca and Trey Jones play. Bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA and the NHL, they're in full swing. You get, uh, well, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. Bet Online has real time updated odds and props, almost anything you can imagine. And it has it covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's basically just the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on out to the website right now, betonline.ag. Use your mobile device if you need to use it to sign up, and you get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and use promo code LOCKDOWN when you go to betonline.ag. You know, something to that effect, some sort of shuffle that gets them going, even if it's to rest. And look, you know, there's pros and cons. You know, yeah, you may pick up the L but you're giving Luca and Trey Jones some run out there to help them. Because remember, I thought this was supposed to be a developmental season. Remember that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Everybody was chanting for it at the after the bubble. Yay, next season, they're going to go and take their lumps. Well, if we're at the point now where then they're getting more L's and W's, then just continue that path. Which begs mm-hmm. the question now, do we raise an eyebrow at Pop again, settling for veterans versus the youth, when you had a Kelton Johnson that was just smoking on fire, like I forget which team it was against that, that Pacer game, that pay, yeah, Pacer the Hawk, one of the one of the overtime games, that the and, yeah twenty and ten and didn't play in the, mm-hmm. the last eight minutes of the game, yeah, right. How much do we have to put the focus on Pop now? Is that a rhetorical question, or, or are you asking me <laughs> both? I guess it's rhetorical and serious. <laughs> like rhetorical, like yeah, you know, he he's the one who makes the decisions, right, but rhetorical in the I sense mean, of is he really going to do it because look at his history michael finley I know. you know uh avery johnson over a young kid named tony parker uh we've seen it time and time again uh bella nelly and forbes recently mm-hmm. so uh, i think you're at this you're really not going to teach an old dog new tricks are you no no and and, and here's my thing and and you know Many of times I've gone on this program and I've, I've, I've backed pop. I've backed the front office, mainly from the standpoint when it comes to personnel decisions and X's and O's, things like that. And my stance has always been, if we see it, they see it. If, if we, we think, we think as fans, as media personnel, whatever people cover the team, we have all the answers and it's some simple fix to, to get, to, to figure this thing out, to make sure this team is not going two and seven on, on nine game home stands. We don't know largely. That's always been my implication because as much as we say this pales in comparison, but honest to God, man, some of the stuff that that's happened over these past three weeks, it leaves me even in question as to what, whether they know, not necessarily that I know, because I know I don't know more than them, but whether they know what yeah. the plan is, because right. it showed that that wasn't the case at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. that they weren't interested in when you don't move DeMar DeRozan at the trade deadline, that tells me you're not fully committed to a tank at that point, nor were they ever, because if they were, 
they would have moved him in this summer and they could have maximized even mm-hmm. more value for him. Same for Aldridge. So that's one reason I, 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 I mentioned I'm not sure right. what's happening with it. And the other with, with pop and the veteran stuff that you said right there, it, 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 how much of it is then like not tanking, but tank, you know, competing. If you win, you win, you lose, you lose essentially the same thing. A lot of people felt last year with the Forbes and Bellinelli stuff. Is this basically the same point again? It just feels like there's not there. There, what's what's the plan? What's what's the plan? Do they even know what the plan is? Is it just to ride out? Is the you know while Pop is there to continuously you know mm-hmm. he's going to be in the mindset to compete for a playoff spot every year yeah. it, until until he decides that you know and, until and, he decides and, that it's time to go. What is th- what is it? I don't know. And here's the thing too, you know if 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 he openly announces last year in Orlando that, you know, be damned the scouting reports, you know, this team isn't going to make the playoffs. Remember he said that we're going to go full mm-hmm. forward and getting these guys on track and getting their development going. His fan base was cheering. You and I were like, yes, you know, that's the way to go. I think maybe he needs to do that again. I think if look, they're about to go on a five game road trip and it's going to be rough. Uh, the first two games are Denver, Denver at their gym. So that's Dallas not good. And, and then Dallas, Dallas and Orlando, there too, and, Phoenix, Orlando and, and uh, Toronto. No, I, I think Phoenix is later, but I think Toronto. Right, Phoenix right, is later. Right. You're right. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. But, you know, they could possibly be looking at another two uh, losses coming up soon. You know, and, and Denver is red hot right now. Um, right. Why should I believe they're not going to get swept in this back to back? Right. Yeah. Nobody should. You know, <laughs> look, look, what, look, what, look what happened against Cleveland. You know, do you. You know that was the one game that maybe I had on the the nine game homestand as as a, as a W, and now then I lost, and I, I I can't do that anymore. I can't look at that Toronto game, for example. And be, oh yeah, they got that. I can't. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Van Fleet may go off for a hundred. You know, it's to that point now. Yeah. Um, but and they've been playing a little better too. Yeah, and you, you look at the look at the Spurs well. and offensively, they're still okay. They're they're the last nine games. They're still in the middle of the pack. They're like 16 in points per game, but it's just where you got to get your W's is, is a defense and they're at the near the bottom and they're um, the three point makes shooting them. You know, they're near the bottom. We went over that. Uh, is this team salvageable? You know, I know it's kind of a big pit right now. They're trying to claw out right now, but can this team salvage what's left of the season and the playing tournament still viable, let alone a playoff seed. I think this is a play in team at best right now. Okay. And, and the reason I say that is too many crutch words thrown out there for me are really cautionary, really cautionary. The stuff that I mentioned before with Sean Elliott saying that it's a, a prep thing. It's a, it's a know your personnel thing. Same with Bonner too. those terms and pop saying things like this team is fried right now. Well, you're gassed. What do they have left? 20 games right now? They're 24, 24. So you have yeah, 25 games. You have 20, 20. Yeah. So they're two thirds of the way through. So they have 24 games left on this calendar. Why should I be overly of the belief that the way things are going right now, they're not going to be anything better than a playoff, uh, than a, than a, a seven seed. You know what I mean? I'm not I mean, sure. If, if they, and I and if they're, confidently say that. And if, 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 what Papa's saying is true that this team is fried, tired, then adding more games on just to get into the playoffs is not a good mix, Casey. 
Because I play in tournament, you know, no. you got to pay what an extra and minimum extra two games, I think, mm-hmm. if you win that. Yeah. 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 Yep. So there's an extra two games right there if they get to play in tournament on a already mm-hmm. fried team currently. Now, we've been talking about some um, optics and what we're seeing. You know, let's look at some of the numbers like, one more time. Um, in the last nine games, as we mentioned, the Spurs have plummeted defensively. They ranked um, 29th in the league in a defensive rating at 117.0. Not good. Um, puts them right there. Who's worse than them? The Rockets. The Rockets at 117.1 defensive rating. Yeah. Look at um, just defensive rebounding. Fine. Just, uh, are they cleaning the glass, so to speak? No, they're ranked 20th in the league right now after nine games at home at 33.7 per def- per game at the defensive rebounding side. Um, steals. Remember when they were like one of the best teams in steals, you know, they getting all these steals after right to start the season. Um, <laughs> 26 in the yeah. league right now after nine games, after the nine game homestands, um, 6.2 per yeah. game. Um, I ask you, Casey. So we see the optics. we got a little bit of numbers in here. I don't want to bore the uh, listeners with too many numbers, but uh, I, do I think the season is salvageable? I, I think it still is. I think the plan term is still viable. Uh, oh, I think so it, as well. It, it, I just don't think they're better than that. Yeah. It's slipping. I think it, with it, I think these next five games may break this team. Am I am I okay to say that? I, mean, I know this nine game homestand really popped them in the face. Maybe bloodied them up. Maybe they have one hand on the ground and they're just you know, with one knee and they're still there. They're still there. But do you think coming after this five games, if they go, if they go over, is the season's over? Is it pretty much a wrap? If they go, if they go over, yeah, it's a wrap. I mean, part of part of and and admittedly, I don't have, I don't have Golden State or New Orleans schedule up in front of me. I know, I know Curry's been banged up, and New Orleans mm. is, New Orleans has been playing at least a little bit better. I think they're probably like six and four, five and five in their last ten. Uh, every time I see them on TV, they're competing. Um, I think a lot of that depends on what those teams behind them do. I think it depends on what Memphis is does uh who is leapfrog in front of them into that eighth spot but i think if they go over on this trip i yeah because then you're going to like yeah they need help i don't know yeah Mm -hmm. they need this team to win and this needs to happen you go you know they can't control their own destiny anymore um, no as as little as they possibly can right now the players are slipping right now i think they're what ninth in the west they're ninth they're, in the they're, West. Yeah, right they're now. ninth in the West yeah. as we record this episode. So, uh, yeah, they're 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 still in it, you know, in the playing tournament, you know. But as the L's mount up, they could possibly fall out of that situation. Now, we try not to like dump on them too much, but could you think of anything that went right? I, I know it's rough, two and seven at the home stand, but did anything go right in your opinion in the last nine games? 